people have been asking, and it is finally here. My next live event, Work On Your Game Live, is taking place. Write these dates down. February 3rd and 4th, that's a Friday and a Saturday, here in beautiful, sunny, warm Miami, Florida, February 2023, February 3rd and 4th. At this event, we're going to help you achieve three specific things. You can write these things down too. Number one, help you raise your level of performance, because as I always say, this is a performance-based business that we are in. Number two, increase the consistency of your performance. This means you don't only perform at a high level, but you can do it over and over and over again. And number three, you're going to make more money in your business. If you are into making more money and generating more revenue in your business, we're going to do all of that. Those three things, performance, consistency, revenue, at Work On Your Game Live. Now, how we're going to do that are four specific things, the mindset that you need to show up every day and do the work, the strategy so that you have a game plan of action, the system so that you can execute the strategy consistently without fail, with very little variation from moment to moment, and the execution to go and get it done over and over and over again. Those are just details. But just keep these three things in mind that I told you at the top. Performance, consistency, income. If you are interested in any one of those three things or two of them or all three, go to workonyourgame.live. Again, workonyourgame.live. Get your ticket to the event. I am hosting. I will be teaching the entire two days. We'll give you food and snacks and coffee and donuts and all that. We have VIP dinners both nights that are optional if you would like to join. And I mean, it's Miami. Who doesn't want to be in Miami in the middle of February when it's the coldest part of the year everywhere else in the United States? Get your ticket by going to workonyourgame.live. Then text me. Let me know that you're coming. And we're going to know who everybody is, who needs to meet who. I'm going to make sure everybody gets exactly what you need out of that. You will not leave that room unless you have a full game plan moving forward of action to take your business where it needs to go. Workonyourgame.live. Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out. And leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894. 305-384-6894. Straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. Stayallday.com. Pretty exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. What can you get? DreAllDay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, 
to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is, do you want to be average or exceptional? That is a question. That's the question that we're going to address here in today's episode. But before we get into that, I got to tell you a couple of things. First of all, I have a daily motivation text that I send out every single day free of charge to everyone who is in my texting community. This message is guaranteed to keep you focused, sharp, and on point if you would like to receive that message. And I don't see any reason why you wouldn't, being that you're already listening to this show. All you got to do is text me at my number so that you are getting that daily motivation every single day. My number is 305-384-6894. And every day when that message goes out, you shall receive. Secondly, if you have not yet claimed your free copy of my book called The Third Day, The Decision That Separates the Pros from the Amateurs, I will give you a free copy of the book. All you got to do is cover the shipping. Just go to thirddaybook.com. That's all spelled out, thirddaybook.com. I'll send you the book for free, a physical copy that is. All you're going to do is cover the shipping. And the third thing, you want to make more money in your business. I have a five-step process that I help entrepreneurs, professionals go through. And it's all about systems and process. It is not about hard work. It's not about talent and it's definitely not about luck. Go to workonyourgame.net. Watch some training. It's a 45-minute training and I explain the process. And at the end of that process, there's a link that will come up that will allow you to schedule a time with me. You get on my calendar, schedule a time with me, and we can talk about how to actually apply this stuff in your business. So with all that said, now let's get into the topic. Do you want to be average or exceptional? This episode is about how you really want to live your life and what type of person you ultimately want to be. That's what we're talking about here today. The good news is there's only a few simple fundamental differences that separate the exceptional from the average. And the results of those differences creates the wide berth between the two. So what I just said there is really what the third day is all about. And that's why I told you to get a copy of my book, The Third Day, because the third day is about a few simple fundamental differences that certain people choose to enact that other people choose not to enact. Everyone has access to these options. They just don't enact these options. But when you enact these options, those fundamental differences make a big difference over time as they continue to get implemented and employed. So the results are a lot more in volume than the differences are. So the difference is very small, but the difference in results are very huge. The difference in inputs is small. The difference in outputs is huge. Does that all make sense? So that's why we're talking about this here today being average or being exceptional. Let's get a couple of definitions of these words so that we're all on the same page here and why we're talking about this. So average means a number expressing the central typical value in a set of data, in particular, the mode, the median, or most commonly the mean, which is calculated by dividing the sum of the values and the set by their number. It's not really the kind of definition that we're looking for, but we're actually, the definition that they give here, average of not really what I'm looking for. Average is this common mediocre. They're given average like the mathematical definition, but even the noun, the verb, and the adjective, they all kind of give mathematical definitions. This is why I didn't include it in my notes. But anyway, exceptional. Let's get a definition of exceptional because I think most of us are on the same page as what average means. That one is not one that I even need to give a definition for because I think most people have a pretty close to similar idea of the word average when we're using it as an adjective. Definition of exceptional is unusually good or outstanding. That's a pretty good definition. Another definition is someone or something that has a particular quality, usually a good quality, to an unusually high degree. 
to using this word unusual. Both of these definitions of the word exceptional from two different sources use that word unusual. So exceptional is about being different than the average, not usual, not the same, not common, not what you would normally expect. For example, I'm doing something unusual here. I have a sore throat. I'm still recording the show because the show must go on. So you hear pauses here. Is this because I'm stopping to take sips of water to keep my palate moist while I'm recording? So let's get into this here. As I already told you, the differences in outputs will be huge, even though the differences in inputs are not that big when it comes to the difference between the average person and the exceptional individual. Point number one, topping once again, do you want to be average or you want to be exceptional? Number one, the majority is wrong about pretty much everything. The majority is wrong about pretty much everything. Let me articulate what I mean when I say wrong, because this is semantics right here. And it's somewhat tongue in cheek in semantics, but let me be clear. When I mean wrong, what I mean is similar to the average person. Most people do things that are similar to what everybody else does. And can we all agree that most people are average? Most people are mediocre or somewhere below that. Remember, today's topic is do you want to be average or exceptional? So let's assume that you don't want to be average. All right, by that title, I'm basically giving you a binary choice and hoping that you choose the latter. I'm assuming that nobody who listens to a show called Work on Your Game, which I mean, the first word in the title tells you that this is something that most people don't sign up for. You're not trying to be an average individual, right? Here's why most people become average and most people do become average by definition. It's because they follow what everybody else does. That's how most people become average. They look around, see what everybody else is doing, then they do the same thing. They become like everybody else and most people are average. Simple enough, right? It seems that most people, well, since most people do average stuff by definition and they follow average people, they become average individuals. So if you want to be different, here's what you got to do. Figure out where you will divert off the beaten path and then prove yourself to be correct. That's what makes you exceptional. Look at where everybody else is doing stuff. Ask yourself, okay, what am I going to do differently from everybody else? Now, here's the thing, folks. You don't have to do everything different from everybody else. Like if it's raining outside and everybody has an umbrella, you don't have to prove a point by not carrying an umbrella. No, that's not what I mean. You could do many similar things to other people. Most people brush their teeth in the morning. Most people take a shower every day. Many people carry an umbrella when it's raining. Many people, you know, if they want to get something from the grocery store, they actually pay for it. They don't just stuff it in their pockets and walk out the store. Most people do those things. I'm not telling you you need to go against the grain of everything other people do. You need to figure out where do you want to divert from what other people do and make sure that you're right in the choices you make. That's where you make yourself exceptional. Everybody follow what I'm saying here? So you don't have to be 100% different from everybody else. All right, there are some things that quote unquote everybody does that you should probably follow, like the things that I just said. All right, if you want to make money, you're probably going to have to do some form of work. Don't just go to the bank and you know, hand a note to the bank teller with a bag, with a mask over your face and probably get you murdered or incarcerated. You probably don't want to do that. And so there are many things that everybody does that you should do. You just got to figure out where you're going to be different. Human beings, we are social creatures. So we are wired to want to be around the group, everybody else, because being around everybody else is where it's safe. And there is safety in numbers. There's also danger in isolation. So to do something that is outside the norms of the group is inherently dangerous. Anything that goes outside what the group is doing, it's inherently dangerous. And that's why many people don't step outside of the realm of what they see everybody else doing, even though almost everyone has heard at some point and in some form what I just described, that if you want to be different from most people, you got to do something different from most people. Most people have heard that phrase before, but they still don't do it because emotions are stronger than logic. And the emotional danger of being outside of the group keeps people from doing anything that pushes them outside of the group. It's not physical danger. Way, way back in the caveman days, 
it was physical danger. You weren't around a group and you got surrounded by a, or you got attacked by a saber tooth tiger. You didn't have anybody to help you. But so you were actually in physical danger. But nowadays we don't have that kind of problem. We got a safe world for the most part. The isolation from the group is more of an emotional pain than it is a physical pain. So that's the danger these days is the emotional pain. So that's why most people will do anything to avoid danger, which is why most people never do anything outside of the group, because we see emotional danger, not physical danger. Point number two, today's topic, once again, is do you want to be average or exceptional? Number two, a simple formula to separate yourself from the average is just look at what the average person does, because you'll have plenty of examples. Just look around and do the opposite. Now, I already said this, and I said it again. This is easy to say, but it's very hard to do because it's hard for many people to go against the grain and not follow what they see everybody else doing. Going against the grain is a very difficult thing to do on a sustained basis. It might be easy to do one time randomly, but to go against the grain all the time over and over again, especially when you don't get instant gratification from doing so, is very difficult to do. Especially also when if you go against the grain and don't get instant gratification, what usually happens? The people who are going with the grain, the people who you are not following, they're going to look at you and say, what are you doing, dummy? You're going against the grain. They're not going to say going against the grain, but you're doing something different from all of us and it didn't work. Not yet. Why are you still doing it? And they may ridicule you. They may attack you. They may try to make you feel bad about it. They may try to shame you. They will try to guilt you into coming back and following the group. So do you have the internal fortitude to stick to your guns, even though sticking to your guns has not yet worked? We just talked about this a couple of days ago, how to stay consistent when consistency is not working. It takes a certain type of mental wiring to look around and on purpose do something that's going to make you stand out from everybody else in the group or community. Even if it's a positive thing, doing something that makes you stand out, is it takes a certain type of wiring to do that. Not everybody wants to do it. Again, look around their life. How many people do you know who spend literally their entire lives just doing what they see everybody else doing? They never do anything that will cause them to stand out from the group. If you really think about it, most of the people you know, that's how they live. Unless you may have be like not even top 1%, but just a 1% of the population. Most of the people you know are not like that, but that's damn near scientifically, damn near mathematically impossible. Most of the people you know never do anything that will cause them to stand out from the group. And generally speaking, the older we get, the harder this is to do because to do something different from the group requires you to make a conscious choice that goes against the unconscious conditioning that has been drilled into your mind over X number of years with X representing your age. So the older you get, the stronger your unconscious conditioning becomes because you have more years built into it. So it's easier to get a 16-year-old to change their ways than it is to get somebody who's 36 to change their ways. And it's even harder to get somebody who's 56 to change their ways. Why? Because the older we get, again, the more we've hardened ourselves into that conditioning. Also being that human beings are creatures of habit, which means we probably, the older we get, we've just been doing the same stuff over and over again for that much time. Most of us humans, even when you think you're a dynamic, objective, rational thinker, you still are doing things by habit. I, I consider myself to be a very systems and process driven individual. Even though I'm a, an independent, critical thinker, I still do things by habit. So I still have some ingrained habits that have been grained into me over all the years that I've been alive. And the older I get, the more those habits will get ingrained. So it's harder to break those habits. Even when I'm trying to break them, they become hard to break simply because I have so much practice in doing it one way. Now I got to try to do it the other way. So for example, when I'm in a boxing gym with my trainer, he talks about like, all right, Dre, you know, I'm teaching you these techniques and strategies, not fundamentals is what he said, fundamentals of boxing. 
there are certain things that is going to be harder for you to pick up on simply because you're just now, though, when we first started working, I was in my late 30s. I'm 40 years old now. So when we first started working, it was probably a couple of years ago. I was in my late 30s. He's like, you got no 30 plus years of your own habits of how you move your body. It's not like I was boxing for 30 years, but you got your own habits of how you move your body. So now when I'm trying to teach you these techniques for boxing, you're learning these brand new movements and brand new ways of moving your body that you never had to do before. It's harder for me to teach it to you than it would if I was teaching some kid who was like eight years old because he doesn't have 30 years of conditioning inside of him. I got a blank slate with him. So it's the same thing. Like, for example, when my son gets old enough to walk, I'm going to introduce him to basketball that I'll be able to. He's a blank slate. I can teach him the fundamentals from the ground up. I mean, if he takes to the game. But I remember once back in the days, it's probably about 2008, 2009, I would do some basketball training. Like I would get people hiring me to train him in basketball. And I remember it was this guy. He was probably about 30. He had never played basketball, but he wanted to learn basketball. So he found me. He hired me to be his trainer. And we're at the park and I'm teaching him how to dribble, how to make layups, et cetera, et cetera. And he was just a complete stiff at basketball. When it came to dribbling, making layups, he was a stiff at all this stuff because he was 30 years old trying to learn basketball. He had never learned it. So there was no smoothness to his movements, not because he was an uncoordinated person, but because he had never learned the coordination for basketball. So that conditioning matters a ton. So this is why a lot of times when people become great at the thing that they're doing, they often start at a very young age. Not to say that it's impossible to become great at something when you start later in life. It's just harder because you have to undo all the previous conditioning that was in you. Whereas the person who starts at 12, they don't have any conditioning to undo. So all that said, it's easier to get the idea across again to someone who is 16 than it is to get it across to someone who's 46. That's why when people ask me, Dre, what's one thing you would tell your younger self? Or if you could go back, what's one thing you would do differently? Number one thing that my answer is always, I would get into personal development sooner. So this stuff that I'm talking about here on this show every day, if I had learned this, all of this stuff 20 years earlier, I would probably be that much further ahead today simply because I would have put this stuff into my brain a lot sooner. Now, of course, it takes time to let this stuff get in there and you actually to implement it and apply it and learn it and all that stuff. But the sooner, the better. So my child, for example, even if he never plays a sport, oh, he definitely will be in a personal development because he's going to have the best possible teacher, which is myself. So when you hear the phrase that you can't teach an old dog new tricks, that's what it means. The older somebody gets, the more likely they are to rationalize their situation or whatever it happens to be positive or negative, by saying, look, it's been this way for so long, it's no use making changes. The older somebody gets, the more likely you are to hear that statement. I've been doing this for so long. I'm this age. I'm not going to change. Even though I know I could change, even though I know change would help me, I'm just not going to because I'm this age. What's the point? You usually won't hear that from somebody who's 17. You ever heard somebody, a teenager say something like that? You ever hear somebody 23 years old say that? Usually not. But you do hear people who are 37 say that. You hear people who are 54 say that. You hear somebody who's 70 say that because, again, the longer you've been doing something, the easier it is to rationalize the continuation of that activity. Again, whether it is helping you, hurting you, or is neutral. And technically, there's no neutral in the universe. So it's easier to sell new ideas. So any of you have a brand new idea, like something that hasn't existed before, but you want to get people to accept this idea, it's easier to sell the idea to a teenager than it is to sell it to their parents. Because the parents have all these years of conditioning and the older we get, you know, we start to think that we know everything that there is to know and we don't want to learn anything new. Generally speaking, I'm not saying everybody, but the youth, whatever you consider to be youth, they are more open to new ideas because they don't have all this bullshit in their brains clogging up the open lanes of new information. Point number three, 
Today's topic, once again, is do you want to be average or do you want to be exceptional? There's a man by the name of Sam Hinkie, H-I-N-K-I-E. Most of you have no idea who Sam Hinkie is. And it makes sense. You don't know who he is because Sam Hinkie used to be the decision maker for the Philadelphia 76ers when it came to their personnel movements. Now, technically in basketball, I usually call that the general manager, but I don't think that was his job title. He had a different job title, but he was effectively the decision maker when it came to the personnel. Like who gets drafted? Who do we sign? Who do we not sign? Who do we trade? That role is usually the general manager of a professional sports team. He had a role that was similar to that. That was effectively what he did. Now, Sam doesn't work for Sixers anymore. He resigned a few years ago. So there's another reason why I'm sure many of you may not know who he is. But when Sam resigned, he wrote a letter of resignation to his team, the Philadelphia 76ers. And this letter was published publicly. So if any of you want to read this letter and the letter is a great peek into the way Sam's mind works. Now, Sam is a tech guy, trader guy, hedge fund type guy who happened to be working in the basketball world. He left basketball and now he went back to that world. So if you look up this letter, again, look up his name, Sam Hinkie, resignation letter. is a PDF. It's about 12 pages long. And you can read the whole letter. And in the letter, Sam explained how when you bet on yourself as an organization or as a person, You not only have to divert from the general consensus, because this gives you the opportunity to be wildly successful because you're not doing what everybody else is doing. If you do the same thing everybody else is doing, there's only marginal success to be gotten from that because everybody else is already swimming in that pool. So you jump in a pool that nobody else is in. Now you got a chance to dominate that pool and make a lot of return on investment from that choice. But you not only had to be different, but you also had to be right. You got to be both. You got to be different and you had to be, we'll not even say right, we'll just say correct. You got to prove yourself correct. In other words, your perspective has to be right at the same time your perspective has to be different. So when we talk about being average versus being exceptional, you had to decide where will you make an exception from what is commonly assumed to be correct. And then you got to be right about your diversion or accurate or correct about your diversion. So where people fail to become exceptional is in a few cases, they're simply incorrect about where to divert from the past. So sometimes you get people who understand what I just said. And they go and divert from the common path, but they end up, they chose the wrong path. They diverted, but their diversion didn't work. So they tried, but they failed. But in many cases, that's only a few cases. I would say about 2% of the time, people try stuff that is different from normal and it just doesn't work. So it doesn't work. The other 98% of the time of people who don't create wild success is not because they tried a path that didn't work. It's because they never tried a different path. They never actually tried to divert from the main path, even though they think about it and they talk about it. So by deductive reasoning, everybody, to give yourself a chance to be exceptional, you simply have to be willing to try to be exceptional. How do you try to be exceptional? Look what everybody else is doing, do something different, and prove yourself to be correct. Most successful business people usually try multiple things that don't work before they find a thing that does work. And the key difference between those successes and everybody else is that they kept trying. It's not that they were some genius who stumbled upon the right idea finally. Because if they were geniuses, they would have had the right idea the first time, right? It's the fact that they kept trying until they found the right idea. Keyword, until. That's really the key to making yourself exceptional, is keep trying different ways until you find a way that actually works. So with all that said, let's recap today's class, which is, do you want to be average or exceptional? This is about how you want to live your life really and the type of person you ultimately want to be. Number one, the majority is wrong about pretty much everything. And by wrong, I mean similar to everybody else. If you don't want to be like everybody else, understand that you need to do something different than what everybody else is doing. But this is emotionally dangerous for people because we are social creatures and we find safety, emotional and spiritual safety within the group. 
So stepping outside of the group is a dangerous thing to do. Most people have an aversion to danger. They'll do anything to avoid it. Point number two, simple formula to separate yourself from the average. So look at what the average person does and do the opposite of that. Most people never do this. And the older we get, the harder it is to do because we have all these ingrained habits within us. And it's easier to just keep doing what we're already doing than it is to do something different. This is the law of inertia in action. Point number three. Sam Hinkey, when he resigned from the Philadelphia 76ers, he wrote in his resignation letter, you not only had to divert off the beaten path, but you also had to prove yourself correct in your choice to divert off the beaten path. You got to have both. If you don't get both right, then you cannot be exceptionally successful. 98% of people who fail to become exceptional is because they never tried. 2% try and they just had a wrong choice. They had the wrong idea. 98% of people never even think of an idea because they never even think about doing it in the first place. So all you got to do is to be in that 2% is keep trying stuff, even when it doesn't work and keep trying, keep trying, keep trying until you hit on the one that does work. All that said, text me to get my daily motivation for free to your phone every morning. My number is 305-384-6894. And secondly, go to workonyougame.net, get access to my free training where I tell you five steps that I help people through when it comes to the systems and the processes you need in your business so you can make more money. The training is completely free to set aside 45 minutes of your time. At the end of it, I'll tell you how you can schedule a call to get on with me and we can talk about how to implement this in your business. So you're operating by systems and getting your stuff done anyway, even when you got a sore throat like me. So all that said, work on your game. Dre, all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused, and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, just send a quick text right now to say hello to this number, 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone, free of charge, 305-384-6894.